Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of You Deserve Fresh Lettuce. I'm your co-host, Rachel. And I'm Delia. If the you're, biggest fun. Yeah. Delia brought something to my attention that I was like, wait, what? Um, well, after we've been recording this series, and she was mentioning something about January being like the biggest divorce month. So we're going to get into that. It's like the biggest month to file for divorce. I think that the holidays are pretty much over. Uh, Thanksgiving, who's going to go where, how are you going to be, who's wrapping what, glitter is pretty much out, and now <laughs> the real, real, real deal's coming through. Oh my God. And then not to mention, so I watch um, The Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. I don't know if anybody else watches like Beverly Hills or Atlanta, but Atlanta was on and they were in quarantine and some of the ladies were saying that they are actually, that they went into it all lovey-dovey. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, I have all his attention, right? And then they started doing the cooking and the perfect little wifey things. And let me tell you, they're over it. They're, they're like, I am over yeah. spending the quality time. And then not to mention, like, everything's closed. So, oh, I mean, gosh. I've even noticed, like, to even have dinner reservations is, like, very, is it going to happen? And, you know, I don't mind cooking, but to be every weekend stuff. That, that could get a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, um, stressful. Yeah, yeah, stressful, especially if he's just like sitting on the couch the whole time, just living his best and, life. And then his belly's get bigger. You're like, <laughs> are you not going to the gym? He's like, the gym's closed, and you're like, you're like well, oh. start running outside, like run. No, just. But I think, uh, I think it's going to get very interesting uh, here coming up here in, in the next couple of weeks. I know yeah. that. For, I mean, we weren't living through any crazy times, but I know that they say the first quarter, which is the first three months, are always the most insane when it comes to courts and filing and divorces and all of that good stuff. I know I filed during the, the first quarter. I don't know. Did you? Actually, second um, quarter? no, Maybe? yeah, mine was second quarter. Yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, it's still going to get a little bit crazy. And, um, you know, I, I think you're just going to have to learn how to navigate around what it is that you're going to be doing now okay so you are going to get divorced are you going to sell the house or the kids it's just going to get crazy that's oh, a lot did you happen to see why january is like the time and the reason i asked that is because so i come from the magazine industry yeah and i actually worked for a bridal a big national bridal it's actually the number one bridal magazine yeah. in the nation um for a while and december was the number one time of year that people got engaged now that was because ah. I think the guys kind of figure, oh, her whole family will be there True. and all the people she loves and their family. And it's just the one time a year everyone already puts aside to be the, together and then they get on one knee and they propose and everyone loves it. The ladies don't always love it that way, but it just I seems see to be fun. the thing. And so with January being divorce month, like what do you think that is? Well, I really think that there's there's two sides to it, right? Uh, for the newcomers that uh, got engaged, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> congrats. You, you've uh, found us very early. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. You know. <laughs> congratulations. But they can navigate around how not to get divorced also, though. Oh, yeah. Um, so congratulations if you did get engaged. Uh, I think it's it's like what you just said. It's the time of the year might as well give her the gift that keeps on giving and then there is also the other part to it which is the divorce part um and i think january is is that month because there's so many stresses that take place and or 
during COVID, you get to understand what if your partner was being unfaithful, you found out a lot of things that you didn't know before, or, or you're just tired of it. The, the love's gone. It's fizzled. It's sizzled. The respect is gone. I mean, we've talked about that yeah. a lot. And so, you know, there's so much uh, pressure that goes on the head of household, whether it's a man or a woman. And so there's always the one person that feels they're not appreciated. If you yes. ever, if you really sit down with people, it's always a two perspectives and the one person doesn't feel appreciated. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And not to mention that they're just going to, be done with it a lifetime is a short time and they're just like i'm done i'm out i can't do this anymore especially now because it is like a pressure cooker i think it is and i think it's really kind of accelerating things for people and really making them not be able to turn away to the left or the right they right. have no choice but, but to face these things because they're there um and you know this is a stressful time um so we just came out of 2020 and 2020 was like super extra we all know that we yes, there's a little yes. joke i saw on social media recently that was like if you think 2020 is bad well guess what it's turning 21 One. so it's about to get lit <laughs> so we were like drink to that <laughs> let's drink, oh, to, like, that let's drink to that 2021 is about to get lit yes. <laughs> cheers by the way, on every episode, we have our coffee and we in this time, in this case, we have tequila, um, but we are working on amazing things. And so you're going to see some amazing liquor uh, partners, right? Yeah. Coming on board to get in front of you ladies to show you that it doesn't just have to be tequila. It could, um, be. It could be all kinds of good things. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Um, but as far as like the pressure cooker thing, I think that having it be in your face all the time and having to address like the elephant in the mm -hmm. room mm -hmm. and and I think that that happens in every marriage but sometimes it takes years to get to that point because it's the constant aggravation or you know behavior that's not changing whatever it may be and I imagine that during these months that you've endured with your spouse um to lead you to this place yeah. it wasn't that easy even to fall you know get a hold of a therapist or yeah. Yeah. A, a, you know what I mean like a marriage counselor I don't know like you guys dropped the, you know, well, messages I, and, on and that think about this, Rachel, really, when you're now that you're saying that it kind of clicked to me. So what about the therapist that you can no longer see? Maybe you're, you know, because of because of COVID and the restrictions. Now you might have to go on to a zoom meeting with your, you know, therapist. And now you maybe you live in a small home. How do you go <sighs> for an hour to just vent to someone? Because sometimes a lot of the time you can you know, you have your mom or you have your sister, you have somebody, but maybe you don't have anyone or you don't want to tell them what's really happening in your life. And so, um, and we've talked about this too, with stresses come pressure with pressure is a pressure cooker. And mm. depending on who or who your partner is, you might be enduring, you know, domestic violence. And you may think this is it. Like I can continue this way. Life is already crazy as it is. And to continue on with a life partner that is even crazier, I have to file for this and move on. And so when you really think about it, it's it's a whole lot of things. It's a domino effect of things is what I always say. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's so true. I just really hope that if you did get engaged in December and yes. you're listening to this in January, that you understand that everything that we are sharing with you, you know, it's because we've sort of been there and done that. And also we weren't perfect and we made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of this is hindsight, you know, right. and hindsight is 2020. Yeah. So you're getting to like learn. Uh, it's almost like a master class of what not to do. <laughs> Like in some, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In some instances, um, because, you know, sometimes I think that if somebody like you said, feels 
Um, they're like they're not being appreciated. A lot of times we then I've learned to then go, okay, question my motives. Right. So if I get to a point where I feel resent resentment mm -hmm. because that can build up yeah. over little things even. You right. know, and if I feel like maybe I'm not appreciated, I then first and foremost my process has been to gut check myself and gut check my motives. So I have to go, am I expecting too much. And we've had this conversation about don't have any expectations and you won't have any disappointments. Yeah. But I really think that sometimes we go, what I'm expecting my partner to do what exactly? Right. Like, why do I need him to do that? Just so I can feel a certain way. Right. Because I keep hearing people saying what triggers you is bringing to light what you need to heal. Mm hmm. And so I think asking like, what's triggering us? And now you might have already decided I'm out. It's January. It's D month. Like Wait, I am like gonna like new new month, new me. Yeah, and that's, that's always the one thing that is a little mind-boggling to me, and only because when the new year comes, it's like it's a new year, a new me. It's it should always be. If you want to make a decision, it doesn't have to be the new year, new me. It could just be it's a Tuesday, and I'm yeah. gonna decide that I'm gonna do this, and I'm not gonna wait till the following year, the following month, the following yeah. week. Like, I'm going to make this decision tomorrow because nothing's promised next year, next month, next week. Nothing's promised to anyone, especially doing these, during these trying times. Well, remember how excited the world was about 2020? 2020. It was like, that's going to be my year. Everyone I mean, talks about my year. Like, <laughs> but every year that passes, everyone talks about this is my yeah, year. Yeah. Well, every day should be your day that yes. leads into a year, into a week, into yes. a month. It should never be the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, no one knows what the year has in store for you. Yeah. It could be the most positive year in retrospect, or, you know, it could be a learning trying year in retrospect. So really, when you really put down or you break down everything, it has to be like every day has to be like a new year. I love a that. A new me. Mm -hmm. Like it can't be the next year. If you wake up, it's a new start. It's a new start. It's a fresh it's a, start. That's why I always say like, I know people live for a sunset, which sunsets are absolutely gorgeous. For me, I live... I live for a sunrise only because yes. I know it's a new day. And I don't care if it's Monday or if it's Wednesday. It's a new day. Like, I got, I'm given another opportunity to see the sun rise again. I don't know that I'll be able to see the sunset, but I yeah, hope I that's do. True. But I hope to the Lord that I do. And, but the sunrise, I look for a beautiful sunrise just because it's a new day. And that's like the new year, new month, new week. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you were saying, I think a lot of the time, People are living and they're, and it's all like an ego thing, right? I always say, yeah. expect nothing from no one, then you'll never be disappointed. Yep. Yes. But then there has to be a level of expectation too, <laughs> right? Because I, I I, that was my little chant uh, for a while, like expect nothing. Yeah. And that's why I got warped lettuce. Like you expected <laughs> nothing from nobody. And that's why they slapped you, you with some dead lettuce. And that's the reason why we have YDFL. You deserve fresh lettuce. You deserve lettuce. fresh lettuce. I'm like, see, you didn't have many expectations. So someone's going to slap it on your plate. And but, that's our, your fault. but our expectations and standards right. the same? I mean... I think they're a little different, right? Expectations and standards, like, okay, that's a deal breaker. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, like I say, it's a famous clocking out. Yeah. You can do that on your time. You can't do it on my time. Yes. And I always say, okay, boundaries, I'm boundaries, boundaries. I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to clock out on that one, right? Yeah. So build them boundaries. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, for me personally, I just go, okay, what is it about me that needs that from him? Right. And I really started to learn that throughout the years. It was like, you know, I had it really tough the first five years of my marriage. Um, 
And then I had like a wake up call. There's a whole bunch of things that I went through, but ultimately I just chose my joy. And then I chose to do the work on myself because I realized there's something in me mm-hmm. that turns into like this little girl that wants, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, he hurt my feelings and oh, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do da, da, da. Or, yeah. oh, it's our anniversary and all he did was da, da, da. You and know, I expected. Right. And it wasn't like that. So I started to realize, okay, well, I like, you know, guys, guys. I like alpha males mm-hmm. and some of that. Hello, alpha males. I mean, they're come careless, on. Usually, you they're just like these frumpy, <laughs> like you know, they're guys. Yes, like they t- they're just like the epitome of guys. And so, if they yes. show up with like a single flower, sure, you want the you know the bouquet and the box and the whole mm-hmm. thing. But you know, it's just different when you're dealing with super alpha, alpha males. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I had to learn to say, you know, I love him. Like I love that he was the way he is. Granted, would I like to be showered in gifts or this or that or the mm-hmm. other? Mm-hmm where he's super romantic and caring and the, oh my yeah. gosh, the sunsets and all this stuff. Hello, the guy is like, what? I mean, it's just not even going to happen. So yeah. I started to learn for myself to understand what are those needs I have? Like, what are those little things in me that are like longing for that? And then start to really kind of break them down. And when I did that, I started to really create two piles. Okay. And it was like the pile of all the stuff I thought I needed from another human being. Okay. And the stuff that I genuinely would like to have in a partner. Okay. And then it was like a really short, it was like, actually there's like a few key things, which is really interesting. So I think that as you navigate and you're in your marriage, you get to the point where you're fed up, but you have to understand like everyone is going to be fed up in cycles. Like that's true. Right. It's just like, it's going to come. It's like contractions. It's like waves. Right. And then not to mention, you might be sick and tired of being in this marriage or relationship, but the person that you're with is probably careless because they can care less to be with you also. (laughs) So, I mean, as, as harsh as that may sound, it's really the truth. I mean, they're no longer doing the extra things because it just, is not being built in within them. Like it's not something that is going to come in or say like, I'm going to buy her flowers. It's like, Actually, no, she doesn't deserve them. I don't want, I don't really care. And then it, and it goes back to that. And so your expectation, his expectation. And that's why sometimes, you know, we've talked about this. Like if you really truly are in obviously a very traumatic uh, um, marriage, then obviously you need to, you need to get out. Like if, if the man's being abusive, then you need to get out. But sometimes you gotta be the one to kind of show how you want to be treated i mean it can't be the other person you can't just say well he should know that they're not no, mind readers and nor at all. are you you know yeah. like you have to give a little get a little give a little get a little and that's just the way that goes it's really a dance it is it really, really is. it really is a dance and here's the thing it's almost like you're doing this dance and then you're also evolving into mm-hmm. new people um, and so, you know, when you first get married, they're pulling out all the stops, a lot of these guys, right. and that's like their representative. I think, I forget which comedian it was who said, you know, when we date women, that's mm-hmm. our representative dating yeah. her. That's not yeah. like the, us. that's right. like the sales you, guy. Have you ever asked someone when you go on a date, you're like, are you sure this is how you really are? <laughs> yeah. This seems very like your, your, this is your representative. And yeah. it's like, no, this is how I really no, am all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes we fall in love with the representative um, because guess what? That's the bait, right? And I've had this conversation with several people, even men, because I have a lot of guys around me in my life through family and stuff like that and friends. And it's like, you guys stop going out there Mm -hmm. on that fake ish, I'll say. 
yeah. um, because see, they crack the code on what's going to get the yes out of the women. Right. And then, so they get used to going to just, that's going to get the yes. But the problem is, is if it turns into love, they have to continue to kind of fake it. Yeah. And let me tell you, it, it's, it's not going to be, it's not possible. Yeah. Like at some point you're going to get the real guy and you're going to realize, oh, he was an ogre the yeah, whole time. Right. You know what I mean? And You're it's like, like, is that really how he holds his fork? Yeah. Is that really how he eats? So, yes. Yeah. I mean, and so that, I think that makes it hard. So if you're a, a guy, there's probably six of you gonna, that are going to be listening yeah, to this podcast. Um, but Or the three. Yeah. There's it's like at the end of the day, you have to realize. And, and if you have a brother, tell them. If you have coworkers, they have to realize it's better for them to go out into the world mm -hmm. authentically themselves and get fewer options and women mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than to fake it to get more yeses and then That's next true. thing you know they pick someone that fell for that representative in them and then you have you know you have a divorce in a few years because the woman's like well this was not what I so purchased yeah it's like buying something off well, wish I remember Rachel no well I remember <laughs> you saying um that usually after two years, so you got to date someone. And this is something that you said your therapist, okay, and I so, know I've shared this before. Yeah, so I, after my divorce, I decided I didn't want to just jump off the train, like I mm -hmm. like to say, and just figure it out. Like I wanted to go see someone. So I was determined to do the work on myself. Again, this was something five years into my marriage, I realized I got to work on me. Yeah. I got to, there's something, I want to make sure that it's not me. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we are made to believe that we're the crazy ones. Of course, you're crazy. And so, yeah, Rachel. so I went to go do the work and I found this lovely man through my insurance and mm -hmm. he was local and he was an older gentleman already in his late seventies mm -hmm. and he was a marriage counselor and I went by myself and uh, the stuff he said was amazing because he said, do yourself a favor. If you meet someone or when you're dating out there or whatever, make sure it's two years. He's mm -hmm. like, they're going to want to put the ring on right away, which he was actually correct. It's like within six months, once you date a guy that's like over the age of 40, mm -hmm. they try to hurry up. So he said, Get, make sure it's two years. And I said, how? If you're telling me they're going to put the ring on at six, six months, months, how do I do that? And he said, well, you say, you, you know, you drag out the relationship and then you get the ring like at one year. Mm -hmm. and, and he goes, and you'll figure it out. But one year, let's say that you get the ring at one year. Then you're in the engagement stage for another year, mm -hmm. okay? Do not walk down that aisle unless unless it you know you can get past the red flags because he said no one can fake it for two years. Wow. And when he said no one can fake it for two years, I thought, how does anybody fake it for one year? And he said, right. no, men can put up a put facade. on the show right. and everything. For a year, two years, he's like, it's not going to happen. Right. They can't do it. And then the pressures of planning a wedding and stuff that are going to be like. Oh, and that like kind of just showcases who the person really is. Yes. I mean, because now you're talking finances, money, um, if you're being a princess about certain things. But but we're kind of veering away from, from the reality of it being like national divorce, divorce month. month. <laughs> we're oh talking my about gosh. all the good. And, the, and I mean, I, I'm not celebrating, <sighs> by the way. The fact that uh, families are going to be broken because I think if, if you can, we're, we always talk about this. We always say, try to work out your marriage. But if you can't, then this is the month to do it. And so what does that look like in your lifetime? Like last year was a very unique year. And then this year will be very unique also because every, you know, like we talked about this come, come February, then there's, you know, 
Valentine's Day, March, we have, you know, uh, April, you're May, gonna, Easter. I mean, you go on. You're going to mourn all the things. You always do mourn. So it. it does feel like a death. Like I a mean, death. I've been through a lot of deaths. You've experienced yes, a death. Yes, of course. Like, at the end of the day, it is like a death because mm -hmm. it's a, and it's not only a death of the relationship, it's a death. And we've talked about this before in other yeah. episodes. It's a death of the image you had and the, uh, the idea you had of your family mm -hmm. into the future, yep. which includes grandkids you've never met. You're going to get the grandkids anyways, right? But it's like this whole sort of story that mm -hmm. we sell ourselves on, especially as women, Of course, you know, that that is over. It is yeah, over. over. And so you have to mourn that. And then like Dahlia is saying, the holidays coming up and stuff like that, you're going to go through it. And guess what? He might still send you flowers. There's still going to be all these things. The first year is a little bit rough, I right. thought, because it's, you're the most confused. Mm -hmm. You jump out, then you go, oh my God, what did I do? Like every day is like, what did I, I do? Can I go back? Should I go back? Did he change? Is he going to change? Because that representative yeah. you fell for, he's going to come back. He's back. But You're now right. he knows all your little nuances. Yep. So he comes back with like superpowers. Yep. Right? Yes, he does. And he <laughs> Like mind controlling doo, superpowers. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> he already knows everything. Yes, you're right. You're mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So uh, the superpowers, they come in and they just want to attack. And then now you feel vulnerable because <laughs> now you're like filed for divorce. Everyone knows I'm going through this crazy divorce. Now the kids are confused. Now dad's maybe coming back. You're thinking there's a possibility that you could work it out. And then the realization of it is nine times out of 10, it's probably not going to work because there's something that triggered this breaking point. So once you've gone to the point of no return where it's a breaking point, it's really difficult to come back from that and actually survive it. Don't you think it's like once you tell people. Right. Once it's out. Like once it's out, don't you feel it's almost like once when you get married, it's like once the invites went out. It's like no the going save back. the day or whatever. Yeah. You're like, You're like oh. but once you actually tell everyone, I mean, for me, I made I sure agree. when I made that decision, it was like from one day to the next because of what had happened. Yep. And we shared this in another episode. You have to check it out. But it was like, boom, he moved out. Boom. It was like group text. Boom, boom, boom. boom, but, boom. but it's kind of crazy because initially when it's about to hit, it's kind of like you Okay, the only way that I could describe it, it's like you don't want it to hit mass media or newspapers, right? So you're trying to protect it. Like no one needs to know that I'm going to be going through this divorce. No one needs to know that this is what I'm going through. We're fighting. We're arguing. I have the paperwork where I already met with the attorney and we're moving forward and there is no going back. So initially it's kind of like the scaredness of gas break, gas break, gas break to all of a sudden, boom, you file, you're, you're ready to go. And then now everyone knows. And now the calls, it's, it's literally like a death oh, is the only way to gosh. describe it. Because yes. the calls are coming in and you're trying to be subtle depending on who you talk to. Because then you have like the, the one friend that's a chismosa yeah. that you're like, if I tell her, if I just call her and tell her, everyone's going to know. know. Yeah. And so I'm like, that chismosa needs to know just a little bit of whatever it is that I want her to know. Mm. And then it's like, now you have to tell, you know, your, your mom and dad. They're, I, I want to say that there's, they're, they're like the first ones. First. Like your first yeah. line of, of command is like your immediate family. Yeah. And the hardest part is telling the children. I remember my kids when I finally decided to tell them, thankfully, I mean, I used God with the way that I broke it to them, like, Hey, you know, when there's a mommy and daddy, they get married. And so I kind of went through the motions of how it's supposed to be and how it's not going to be anymore and how these changes are going to be forever. 
Um, the love won't change, but you know, the fact that we are going to be in the same household, that's going to change. And that's always really hard too. I got to tell you thing, for, yeah. the, for the little ones, yeah. just because they don't really understand that mom and dad are going to not be together. And if you're the typical person that hides the fact that you guys have been in this tumultuous marriage, that's they're going to be like, well, wait, you guys got along well. I yeah, mean, like then it's going to seem you might look a little crazy to your kids because yeah. it's like, why They're are you like, kicking well, that happened? out? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So you have a lot of things that you're still going to be going through if it's D month for you. Um, and that's why we wanted to make sure that we got this podcast in yes. um, this episode in because of the fact that we understand so many of you are going to be going through the most uncertain times ever. Like I that. know you're coming out of, you know, the coronavirus and 2020 and all these different other uncertain things, but now there's even more. I almost feel like if you can kind of get through that, you can kind of get through anything, but yeah. it's still going to be that whole erasing his shows from the TV recordings right. and like, and then think about this too, Rachel, like this, just as you were saying that this came through, what about the people that re rely on the husband or vice versa? Um, and then now they lost their job and, or maybe the man lost her job or the woman lost her job. And now the woman's a provider. So what does that look like? Or the man, you know, is now the main provider. Cause a lot of people, you know, it's not like your typical, you know, when, when back in the day where the woman would stay home, like a lot of, you know, there's, there's two, two income families. Two income families. Yeah. So what does that look like in your future? And all I can say is the power of prayer is, is definitely one of those things that are very important, you know, to kind of get to the next point of your life. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, you do get to a point when you're ready to make such a dramatic move because mm -hmm. it's a big, big move that you're making you know, you are willing to, to exchange your palace for your peace. That's and, right. and it's not always easy to do. And it's really hard to imagine mm -hmm. to go from like, you know, you're pretty home to like, now maybe I'm in a two bedroom apartment in the city. Or like, maybe with your parents. Sometimes you have yes, to go back to parents' house. Yes. I've heard that a lot too. And, and I like that it's the the, the P to P, you know, yeah. palace yeah. to another to place, your to, your, mm -hmm. to your peace. So yeah. in another place. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's, it's all a driving force. I knew for me, I, I knew for me personally, I had to do it now, or I wasn't going to have the courage to do it. I knew that that was the, the, the BS thing he needed to do right. in order to give me the courage to do what I needed to do, which is leave the marriage. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I even just stayed by the, through the end of the day, feeling sorry for myself and not taking action, if he would have slept one more night in the house, I would have probably not been able to do it. Oh, so I knew that the moment I got the information, it was the moment I took action was the moment that I was like, you need to go explain to your sons what you did, what, why they don't get to have both their parents in the house. Like I went into, but keep in mind, like I tell in another episode, I made this promise to myself of what the standard was, what I was going to put up with and not put up with when I was in my twenties. And here I was, you know, in my thirties going through this, like this is it. This is it. This is the moment. You know, the episode of the office that everybody shares where he goes, Oh my God, it's happening. Yeah. Oh my God, stay calm. Everything is happening. That's kind of how it felt. Um, but at the end of the day, I knew I had to do it right then and there. So I want to kind of follow that statement with, if you know you're ready, but you let another night go past and then another night go past, it's going to be harder to actually, it's going to be harder and you might not actually be ready. Right. And that, and that's okay. And you need to be forgiving. You need to forgive mm -hmm. yourself um, because sometimes we have that guilt. Maybe you already told your best friend. Maybe you right. already put some 
things out there, but yet he hasn't moved out yet because you're saying, I mean, poor guy, where's he going to go? Look what's going on in the world. You're going to make a lot of excuses and stuff like that. And I can tell you to me, that just means you're probably not ready. Of course. And then you should just be forgiving and you should just, whoever you did tell or whatever, just say, you know what? We're going to give it a second We're, we're going to, I'm just, I'm, maybe I'm not as ready as I thought I was. Right. I, there's something there that maybe I'm just going to, maybe it's not the right time or whatever. Yeah. And then that's like a warning shot for him mm -hmm. as well. And you never know, you might get another 10 years out of it. You might get a lifetime out of it. So my, I would like to kind of just caution and say, if you do find yourself not being able to pull the trigger, because where's it going to go? What are we going to do? Where am I going to go? But you already said it to him. You already told some people. Right. At the end of the day, those people don't pay your bills. Those people don't live in your home. Those people don't raise your kids. Like you do what you got to do for you. Right. And if you do decide that you want to go with the masses and file for divorce, because it is National Divorce Month. Because it is National Divorce Month. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, then you just got to go with your heart. And I say uh, a little prayer goes a long way. Yes. And so God will show you if you really wholeheartedly believe that if you say a wholehearted prayer that the Lord show you who this man is and if you should give him another opportunity for whatever reason. Everyone has a reason behind divorces and, and no one person has the same story so you can get yeah. 10 people in a room and they might have similarities but everything's different so yeah whatever that looks like in your lifetime you just got to make that decision for you yep okay so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up um right here we want you guys to engage with this show we want to hear from you we want to know what your thoughts are. We want to know what was it that made, what was like the last straw for you? You don't have to do the whole super TMI thing, yeah. but you know, just tell us like, Hey, this was it for me. This was what I had to do. Just like I said, I knew if I let him sleep another night with me, I wasn't going to be able to have the courage to do it. So we want to like hear from the community, um, because that helps us as well. Kind of guide us to what you want to know more about what you want us to talk more about. We're going to be incredibly honest and candid, candid about our Everything. experiences and what our take is on this. Uh, you know, being that we're two will, two divorcees who've been there and done that, um, trying to make things happen. So any last words? Uh, you know what? Just power prayer is like what we always say. So if you really feel in your heart, this is what you're going to do. And this is a life changing decision that you, you've come to the conclusion that there is no going back. Then you know what? Just stick to your guns and go forward. But if you have any doubt, then continue with your prayer and really give it a second thought because this will be a life changing decision, whether you stay or whether you go. So Amen. just really think about that. And with that being said, you know, share your thoughts and, and comments. Yeah. And let us we know. Can just kind of uh, go with that. So have a wonderful day and, uh, Whatever it is that you decide to do, you know, we're with you. And guess what? At the end of every episode, we have a mantra that we're going to share with you that's pre-recorded. It's a little prayer we want to say. It's kind of, it's more of just, you know, an affirmation so that yeah. you know that you are wonderful, that you know that you are capable. And so we're going to play that right after this. Stay tuned. Say it out loud. Close your eyes. Turn the volume up and just feel every bit of just feelings that you can. Just, yes. And remember, you deserve, deserve fresh, fresh lettuce. lettuce. Yes.